What is up everybody? It is John here. This is Above Average Driven Millennials. Today, as every podcast, we have a guest here, Sal Ventry. What's up, Sal? What's up, John? Thanks for having me, dude. Absolutely. We're super excited that you're here. We also are always going to be rotating a, uh, an adapting social team member. So today we have our man, Nick. Nick, tell us who you are and what you do. My name is Nick. I'm a junior copywriter at Adapting Social, and I just couldn't be any happier to be here than I am right now. Big facts. And then, as always, it will always be Jenna Task and our creative content officer. What's up, Jenna? Hey. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? You doing good? Jenna, Jenna couldn't be more excited today. <laughs> <laughs> Jenna's like so excited you today. Me on a level of John excitement. Though, <laughs> it's, not fair. it's not fair. It's not fair. So today, the, today's uh, you know podcast, we're gonna start by diving in on your network is your net worth. So um, we're going to kick it off with Sal diving in on him and his real estate you know, career, starting off and literally knowing nobody. Um, and then we're going to segue into same thing with me and Adapting Social. And uh, Sal, just tell us a little bit about you, know, you sure. and your story, man, and, and how networking really built you up to be where you are today. Yeah. So um, I think it's kind of... Uh funny we're doing this topic because that's how you and I met at a networking event. So Literally. early on in my, you know, career getting into real estate, obviously I realized that um, you know, without clients I couldn't sell them anything, no matter how good at my job that I was. So couldn't um, be doing shit. Right. You know, so I figured, you know, I just had to network and meet as many people as possible. And also, you know, being young in real estate doesn't help. So I figured, you know, if I can meet older people, because I, I, you know, growing up, I wasn't hanging out with, with people twice my age. So I had to, you know, attempt to meet those people. So anyway, I started a networking group. That's where I met John. We were hosting networking events. John rolled up with, uh, I believe it was Chris, right? <laughs> and um, yeah. so that's it. The rest of history, that's like four years ago. Um, anyway, so I really, obviously, like I said, I think networking in my business is huge. I think in any business, because nowadays, you know, a lot of people have access to the same tools, the same, you know, knowledge, degrees, I mean, all that stuff. And at the end of the day, what really sets you apart is your network and the people that you know and the contacts that you have. And um, I don't think that it's as binary and black and white as like, oh, you know, you have to know people to be successful. I don't think that's the case at all. But I think that it's a very, very important like part of the whole package. Um, you obviously have to like be good at what you do and, and be a good person and not be a shithead. But like right. you have to also know the people to put you in the right positions. But so, you know, like for me, meeting people is, is everything. I try to meet new people every single day. Um, I'm not always successful at it, but I, I, I try to, and I think that's what you know helps me a lot. In real I, have, I have a rule: I have to connect with eleven new people every day. That's and I don't that's know why crazy. it's eleven. That's eleven. insane. literally eleven, not nine, not eight, like eleven. So you, I can see doing and, it. And LinkedIn, and LinkedIn is my major platform that I do it on. Oh, so you're not like in person meetings? It not be. always in person meetings. Got it. I definitely meet at least one or two random people a day, but like online, I've always said since I started, eleven people on LinkedIn. I have to connect with. Well, that's the awesome part shit. about you being here yeah. in Asbury too. Right. You could just walk out the door and just meet people, which is awesome. Exactly. Um, yeah, no. So I think obviously the network is, is huge. I actually had... Um, I noticed for me is that like, I love to say, fuck who you know, right? Because everyone, a lot of times when I first started, everyone's like, it's all about who you know, right? It's all about who you know. Right. I knew nobody. You knew nobody. No, yeah. Right? It's about who you go and meet. Right. Absolutely. One, you have to get out there and meet those people. But literally, like... I, one thing for me too, and it's, it's a little strange because that for me, one thing I've, I've tried to stay, steer away from is saying networking 
because I genuinely believe that it's building relationships. Sure. And but either way though, when you out there and you build relationships, it changes the way that you do everything. Like you said, I mean, for me, I'm somebody I'm improv. So I'm not somebody if I sat there and I had to read a script, I'm fucked. Right. If I if I go out there and I'm just like randomly gonna say something, I will do my best. Right. But for me, I think that's why it's a huge. I literally contribute 75% of communication to why Adapt and Social is where they are today. For sure. Because when I was starting the business and I went door to door to try to get these people, I didn't. I didn't really know that much about even marketing or websites at that point. Mm-hmm. I knew. I knew like a baseline level of what I learned online, but I'm sure there were people out there that knew ten times better than oh, I did. Absolutely. But because I was a good communicator and because I went out of my comfort zone and I was like, hey, you know, I'll do this, I'll hook it up, like, you know, whatever. Because when you first start, obviously, you have to do shit for free. Of course. You got to build a name, you got to build a reputation, but, you know, no one's going to just give you a shot and, you know, put all their eggs in your basket when they don't know who the fuck you are. Right. So for me, going door to door and building those relationships, I fucking networked everywhere under the sun in New York and New Jersey. Oh, I know you did. Everywhere (laughs) in New Jersey. I saw. Literally everywhere in New Jersey. And but that's the cool part, though, because, like, Going back and taking and like thinking back when we were in Latip and when I first met you before actually Latip was even yeah, a thing. Was, yeah. yeah, it was pre Latip. Yeah. Um, I remember like, you know, seeing you and the funny part was like how, how well dressed you were. I noticed it because <laughs> around here I remember going to some networking events and people were like, Are you from New York? Yeah. And I was like, Wow, yeah, what do you mean? Exactly. Why why are you why are you in a suit? <laughs> this is New Jersey. Well that's the thing too. Like I think like meeting people is half the battle, but you also have to like they have to like you. Right. You know what I mean? Like you have to, and I think you get better at that and that whole improv as you do it more and more. Like right. if you've never networked and you've never just went up to random strangers, you're probably going to be shitty at it when you like start talking to Absolutely. people, you know, but the more comfortable you get with yourself and the right. more comfortable, you know, and confident and everything, um, I think it's just going to help you with all aspects of business, life, everything. Right. I couldn't agree more. And you know what? So a big segment, and we didn't say this, but I'm going to say it again because we're only on episode zero, zero, two. <laughs> and if you can hear me too, um, the big the big purpose of the reason why we're doing this podcast and having people like you on, and we definitely want to have you on way more. Sure, yeah. But but the big thing though is that a lot of people the stigma of millennials and you know which were millennials is that we so the one thing I said was Clint Eastwood on some magazine said that we're pussies, and <laughs> and he said that you know we're soft, and a lot of people say that we're we're not we're not driven, we give up easily, we quit, we do all this other shit. So the big the big point of this um, of this podcast mainly is combating the fact that like that's bullshit. You know, like there is there is there like any generation has certain people who are fucking lazy. Sure, sure. Any generation has people who are fucking you know. Low life people. I would have to agree that there's probably more softer mm-hmm. individuals now than there were mm-hmm. in you know our when our parents were young or our grandparents were young, just because um, we have luxuries now. So right. I don't think that's a bad thing. We have more access to right. things, I, but um, there's also mm-hmm. stuff that I think millennials are a ten times better at than our parents' generation or our, our grandparents. You know right. What I mean? So I think it's a I think it's a trade off. I think people evolve, and that's just natural, and right. whatever. So I, I don't actually 100% agree with with the fact that yeah. that millennials are a little softer. I kind of mm-hmm. agree with that a little bit, but <laughs> whatever, man. I, I, but, so, I but, so, but so you know, here's the thing, though. Like, here's the way I look at it. So we, when I look at my dad, yeah, and like my dad's generation, it was like you had to fucking get up, put your boots on, go to work, and make make a life for your family, and like or find a wife, and then eventually make a life for your family. And now, people like Clint Eastwood who are like, you know, they're, they're a bunch of fucking pussies. 
it's like the thing though is that like a lot of times our generation I mean from from what I've seen and from from here in my own company but also in a lot of the people I work with like if you did real estate right let's just say let's just say you know I don't know anybody's doing real estate and they did it for like you know a solid like a year and they were like this doesn't make me happy right I'm making a, I'm making some money fucking Louise from million dollar listing yes I'm making millions of dollars yes Millions of dollars and quit, but I'm not happy with doing this. So I'd rather choose my happiness over this. Sure. That is the key difference, I think, because people are like, "Well, you're choosing happiness over this, you fucking bitch." Yeah. Like, so it's different, and I think that's the. I think that's a huge difference in in our parents and our backwards generation. Yeah. Is that they didn't care about that. Now we care so much, and I and obviously we have to, you know, and you guys dive in obviously mm-hmm. at any point here. But I feel like it's because of the fact that like we have so much access to like, you know, if, if, if I'm somebody who's obsessed with basketball, I'm watching Michael Jordan's fucking Instagram all day and LeBron James and I'm watching he's doing all these great things. And it's like he has this great life because he's doing what he wants to do. And if I don't feel like I'm doing what I want to do, then like maybe I should do something else so I can get to that point. <clears throat> right. Um, I think I think that also, too, a part of that has to do with the fact that our generation realizes that you can be happy and do something that you want to do and also be successful because of the things that we have access to now with the internet and your phone and everything else like you don't have to just be a doctor lawyer or settle or settle for something else right Right. or settle for something that you're not happy with and i agree with that or the fish market yeah exactly (laughs) if you want to know something really interesting that i actually saw recently um so this guy he was like a video gamer and he loved video games and his parents were always like why are you sitting inside and playing video games all day? Like, you're so soft. They like, go out and play sports with, like, other kids. Right. And he stopped playing video games, cut it out, went and fit in with all the other kids. And if he had just stuck with, like, technology and video games and stuff, he could have been one of the smartest computer people sure. ever. Yeah. But it was just like he was being well, steered away for, like, their lifestyle and, like, what they did when they were kids. There's also people, like, for instance, there's, there's YouTube stars who, like, are now making millions of dollars a year. Exactly. And, their parents, and their parents are like... Stop fucking around with the internet. Yeah, actually, insane. actually, like go outside, like you just said, or do, yeah. like, get get a real job. And now they're making millions of dollars. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like it's fucking insane. It's unreal. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I well, that's the biggest thing. I mean, with with parents, I mean, they're they're amazing, but obviously, com- life has completely changed. You're right. So like, it's still kind of drives me nuts when I see people like, oh, you got to be a lawyer. Like, I, I, for example, I, I heard a, a parent say to their kid the other day, like, no, you're going to be a doctor or a lawyer. And I'm just like, dude, like, it's not how life yeah. is anymore. Yeah. And you're going to go to school for 12 years and, and have all this debt and, like, come out and, and I don't know. Exactly. It's, it's by that debt point, fucking city. Yeah, it's crazy. It's wow. debt city out there. And on that, and on that college note, did, did you go to school? Where did yeah, you go to school? I went to Stockton. You went to Stockton, in South Jersey. Yeah. Where did you go? West Virginia University. You went to West Virginia. Yeah. Where did you go, Jenna? I just went to Brookdale. Went to Brookdale. Okay. So I'm the only college dropout here. But <laughs> when you guys were at college, what was your what was your takeaway? Honestly, I feel like my takeaway was just like extra learning in the classroom. But everything that I've really learned was just like through life. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. pretty much what I learned wasn't really what I apply now necessarily. <laughs> right, right. You know what I mean? You paid, I, I, I fuck around with people, like, you paid to go throw up on yourself. It's great. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> honestly. You, know, you know what my, I, honestly, like, I took away from college, um, I can't, I can't sit here and tell you that I, like, learned a ton about business or things like that, but, like, I definitely 
grew a ton as a person. Yeah. And um, I went to West Virginia. So growing up where I did in, in Jersey and in like a, a somewhat of a smaller town of Jersey, like, yes, I went on vacations and things, but I lived there my whole life and you kind of get very used to like your crowd of people, especially in high school, your group of friends and like you, you start to become a little more narrow minded. And so when I went to West Virginia, I was surrounded by just all different sorts of people, um, different cultures from different countries, because it's a big university, you know, so you get people from all over. And like, right. for me, that mixed with the fact that uh, me and a couple of my buddies started a fraternity and mm. so like I feel like I, I gained a whole lot of life experience and like I grew just as a person so much that like I 100% wouldn't be the person that I am today had I not went to West Virginia but I also did not need that education to do what I'm doing now. right right it was more just so life experience. more experience, experience right. right. Yeah. Which right. I think is invaluable. I think it's super valuable, like, for, for young kids, especially because, like, you're so, um, when you're in high school, you're just so, like, uh, it, you're, like, coddled. Like, yes, it's you're so, not, like, right. It's almost, like, You don't know real life. Real. Right, exactly. You're, you're coddled by your parents, yet you think you're an adult and you're independent, but, like, really you don't know anything. And so, like, I feel like it is, it would have been tough for me to just get thrown into my career right out of high school. I don't know what I would be doing right now. Um, so I think it's important, you know, but... I think you're a hustler. I think you would have done something anyway. I would have done something, but, yeah. like, I don't know. I wouldn't be the person that I am right yeah. now. Yeah. I wouldn't. It is like, and what about you, Jenna? What was your takeaway from Brookdale? Because, like, they both... Did you actually go away to school? Uh, yeah, I lived so there. You, you lived there? Mm -hmm. So what was, your, what was your experience like? Um, I just... I realized I was... I wouldn't say I dropped out like you did, but I did stop at my associates rather than continue. Mm -hmm. My original plan was go to another school. Um, but I found that I was like working for my school, like the TV station, the radio station, stuff like this, much more than I was in my class. Like I would literally miss class to go jump on this sick TV station opportunity or like, um, you know, like Bruce Springsteen or a local artist was coming to the radio station. I would literally be failing my class because I wanted to be hanging out right. with Springsteen. Like I wanted right. to be like recording ads for the radio. and. Um, I wouldn't say I gained nothing from it, but I would say I gained a lot more from working for the school and the opportunities they had than good people. Like if you're a genuinely right. good person and you surround yourself by good people, then you're going to accomplish great things. Mm -hmm. 100%. And that's just how it is. I agree with that. It's I agree with that 100%. Like I remember when, even when we had like the Latip networking group, yeah. we used to bring in guests, you know, people were responsible to bring in a guest that could be a potential new member. Right. And I remember some people like coming in and just... Uh, presenting themselves very bad and like yeah. it's just like geez man you just look you just looked <laughs> look terrible in front of like 15 professionals in, right. your, in your area and like I don't right. know I think that's something important too it's not enough to just show up and meet people you right. gotta like also handle yourself properly you know what I think so um, I forget I'm drawing a blank right now but I think it was Napoleon Hill but there's there's one there's one in Think and Grow Rich like influencing people it's such a it's such a big part of mastering business and whatever whatever you're in in business, whether it's sales or whether it's you own the company or whether it's you're a leader in the company or whatever, like influencing and mastering influencing with people is literally a big huge key to, to whatever whatever type of success. Because sure. if, if you think of whatever you're trying to do, either certain people like most people they want social like they want social um, validation, right? So for instance, like if I'm out, I want people I, like most people want people to be like oh. I know that's John. Like he's a nice guy. He's sure. a cool guy. Whatever. He owns a company. 
as opposed to us, Johnny, the fucking douchebag. <laughs> so yeah. it's like most people want that. And how do you do that? By influencing, by, by having your, by, by presenting yourself right, by mm-hmm. actually having, you know, a nice image and not like, you know, not just like, you know, I don't even know, I don't even know how to explain it, but like uh, without the tip group example, like I remember there's a few people that came in and they were very, either very fucking awkward or they were very like, oh, that, oh I forget that one guy's name. Uh, there was like that one builder guy that came in, but he's like a total Arrogant. cocky yeah. asshole. Yeah. yeah. And I was just like, dude, I would never give you a dollar. Right. He no. just came in, Nick. He came in. This guy was just like, you know, oh yeah. He almost was like too good to be there. Yeah. And I was like confused. I'm like, why are you here then? Like, you know, oh, we built oh, hundreds of houses, thousands of houses, this and that. And I'm like. Damn, dude! Like he's so cocky. Like, what? So, what are you doing here then? Yeah, yeah. But so, like that guy walks around like that, and it's like, how much missed opportunity does he have? So that's a great point, though. That's a great point. So, I mean, and that that being said, anybody listening, like, that's huge. Understand the fact whether you're in college or whether you're trying to climb the corporate ladder, or you're trying, you know, you're trying to build your career or get a job, like. That matters. Like being a good person and like being nice to everybody. Mm-hmm. I will never forget, and I'll use I'll use this example forever. What I when I used to live up north in North Darlington, I had a few friends up there. One of the friends that I had, this guy literally like he was a dude that like always had like Nike socks on and and sandals and basketball shorts. <laughs> and like I moved down here in sixth grade. I went up there like four years ago and he, uh, right where I left him, he still had the same <laughs> shit on. Oh my god! And I was like, dude, this is fucking insane. And like. You know, going back, like, I was always nice to the guy, like, you know, could I have been like, oh, that guy's a fucking joke or anything like that? Yeah, yeah, could, yeah. Most people could say that. But, like, I remember I remember going back and I remember thinking, like, when I got back there, I was like, damn, I, I left this kid right, like, he, he was wearing the same outfit. Yeah. And to, to date, this guy got me one of my biggest clients. And, like, he said to me, he was like, oh, you know, I heard you have a business now. He's like, you know, give me one of your cards. I gave him one of my cards. And long story short, I got a call and I was like, holy fuck. And like, but, if I could, <laughs> but I could have, I could have thought of that guy. Like, yeah, like yeah, he yeah. was nothing. But, but the thing though is, that's why it's like, when you think about that, like everybody's important. Sure. My, my big, a big quote that I like is the doorman is just as important as the guy who owns the building. He sees everybody walking through. Yep. So people out there who are like, oh, well, you know, I'm not going to waste my time on these people because they're not worth it. Those people probably know 25 people that could help your business, that could help you get to somebody that if you're needing a job, they might know somebody who needs a job. Yeah. So like always be a good person. Like it costs zero dollars to be a good fucking human. Like that's, that's literally yeah. what it comes down to. You know that's what I mean? So true. Like yeah. just be a good person. And you, you can know. go to school, but you can't buy class. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. And you oh never know God. when you're going to. <laughs> <laughs> I can't lie. I got that from Jay-Z. I, from <laughs> I can't lie right now. Though. I can't lie right that's now. That's pretty damn good. You, you, that, that quote actually threw me off so much. I forgot what I was going to say. John started rapping and I just lost it. <laughs> One other thing that makes networking easy for like you three is that you're just genuine people. Like you present yourselves in a way where you're not trying too hard and you're right. not being fake. And I think that's what allows you guys to build those connections because you're just 100%. like authentic and like no one wants to walk up to you and like hear something and connect with you and then step back and be like, wow, everything I just talked about with this guy wasn't even real. Like yeah. that's right. not who he is. Yeah. And I think that's definitely something that. And I think you, I think you more. never know when you're going to need certain connections like i try to never burn bridges even if like one of the big things that um my like broker and mentor in real estate taught me super early on was not to burn those bridges and like you know if let's say uh for for example in my industry 
have times when I go on it's what's called a, a listing appointment and so I'll meet with someone that's going to sell their home and right. they're usually interviewing more than one agent um, you know and there were times early on that I really thought that I nailed it and and for whatever reason they they hired another agent and one of the things that really sticks with me to this day that my broker said he's like listen don't burn that bridge thank that person for the opportunity to have you in still follow up with them Ask them genuinely, be concerned about how are you doing on the, you know, contact them a month or two later. Hey, is everything working out for you? You know, because you never know when those people are going to come back to you. And it's happened to me way more than, than a few times, you know, right. where people will actually come back to me and say, you know what? I made a mistake. Um, I should have went with you and they do. Um, where as if I just burned that bridge and said, you know, screw you, I'll go find someone else. I, that was, it's a completely lost opportunity. You know, you've already spent time on this person. Why not, you know, nurture that relationship? hundred percent. And a good example of that too is like we, with one of our clients recently, like we literally, the client wound up saying that, you know, they, they had another company who offered them way less than what, what we were, what we were uh, charging them. And they were like, we're going to give it a shot. We want to decrease our bills. So... We said okay, so they left, and, and instead of being like fighting them and making it a right. big fucking deal, and like I was like, okay, listen, you know, at the end of the day, I believe what we're doing here is a good thing. So if you want to try something else, give it a shot. You know, I wish you the best. If you need anything, I'm here for you. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and you're always a part of the adapting social family. And literally three months later, she came back. Yep. Like, and she was like, oh, you know, we we need to be back. You know, I don't know what we were thinking. And most people don't think that way. Anytime, even if it's a fucking plane crash situation, whether it's in the personal life or in the business, I always, always, always leave positively, like without question. Even the people here that we've, we've like, you know, I, we've to date only fired one person. Wow. That's <laughs> literally today. Any, any, any other person. And there, there've been people where I would sit down with them or the leadership team sit down with them and be like, listen, I don't think it's a good fit. Like, let's not try to lie to ourselves here. Right. And then we came to an agreement and we shook hands or hugged and it was like, you know, we wish you the best and we still have a good relationship with those people. Sure. So it's like, even in the most crazy situations, like I always try to make sure I don't burn any bridges. Yeah. And, if, and, and if a bridge gets burnt, it's always going to be the fact that like that person wanted right, that. Right, right, right. It's never going to be that I wanted that. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. And that says a lot. Absolutely. So. That's that's something that I agree with a thousand percent. Like yeah. you have to fucking make sure you don't burn bridges. Yeah. Plus, people always change. Like people change with time, and honestly, people always look back to their mistakes and will change their mind and be like, "All right, maybe I'll just give like us another shot." Because they're like, these people are good and they're great, and they've always been there for me. So even when I left, they were still there. Yeah. Right. You know, it's like comforting knowing that you have people like that that will always care no matter what yeah oh, 100%. it's unique it's unique most people aren't like that most people have that mindset where it's like once i'm done with you i'm done and then mm -hmm. like cut ties and then just forget yeah but always having that it connection doesn't, it doesn't so do, far. it doesn't benefit you in any way no it doesn't it benefits you in zero fucking way that's mm -hmm. true so <clears throat> what is one thing that you would tell a entrepreneur right now when it comes to networking, communicating, and getting themselves off the ground as a, as a millennial. As a millennial. Um, so I think as a millennial, the most important thing you can do when you are networking is, and I say this all the time, I've said it with other you know things with John, and I just say it to everyone that I meet, I'm huge on presentation especially as a millennial you've you've you're you're networking mostly in the professional field with people that are older than you so you're already starting you know with the underhand um 
present yourself well and it's it's something that you can actually have some sort of control of that will benefit you tremendously um like when i was having those networking events when i met you um i think people just because i was young wouldn't have taken me seriously had i not presented myself in a certain way and you know dressed a certain way For and sure. tried to you know um so I think that's the biggest thing that I can possibly tell a millennial is don't take that stuff for granted. I think now it's become so cool to like be casual and like look like Mark Zuckerberg and wear a t-shirt and like whatever and like that's fine. But if you're trying to network with older professional people, it's not helping you. It may not, you know, I don't know if it's, I think it's hurting, but it may, it's definitely not helping you. Right. And that's my biggest thing that I can tell millennials. Like, don't take that for granted. Like, it's not, there's no shame in like throwing on a suit and tie if you need to go meet someone. You know what I mean? It's not that, it's not uncool. Right. No, right. Good you style's know? timeless. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is. And the thing is though, um, what I'll add to that um, is I'm, Everybody in this room knows, for me, I'm, I'm in the marketing field, right? And the design field. The marketing and design now has become Gary Vee, I'm wearing a sweater, and right. like Mark Zuckerberg, and like you're kind of just walking down high school. So for me, it's like, that's, that, like you said, it's cool, right? But these people are successful, they already made it. Right. But the people who are trying to make it and trying to get there, presentation is fucking everything. It literally is everything. That's why like when I was a teenager going store to store in brick, I was wearing a suit walking into pizzerias. Like, yeah. Who the fuck is this kid? <laughs> you, know, like, you, know, you know what's an example, real quick, not to interrupt, you know what's an yeah. example that I think about all the time? Because like, you know, I, I've owned a few houses and I have uh, service people coming to my house all the time, whether it's a, you know, plumber, electrician, contractor, landscaper, anything. Um, those like there's certain professions that they that presentation just really is irrelevant right? right and that's like a perfect example most of like the labor people they they just roll up and whatever they want an right. old t-shirt and i get it you're getting dirty but like my thing was i think and i feel and i could be wrong but i feel like if a contractor came to my house dressed super professionally like because there's a lot of times that those particular fields I don't even want them like in my home without me just because of presentation alone. Of course. Where I feel like if someone just rolled up, dressed professionally and, and like handled themselves a certain way, I think they get so much more business just because of that because it's unexpected. Right. You know what I mean? You're, you're kind of like blowing their mind a little right, bit. Right, exactly. You're going over the top. When, and, and when really you're not, you're just doing something mm -hmm. that a lot of people will do, but it's not expected so it, it like hits that much harder. You Absolutely. One of, one, of, one of my clients, just to piggyback off like what I was saying in that right there, one of my clients, going back a few years ago, they only went with me because I was, because I was in a suit and tie, and they were like, I've never seen somebody in a marketing company wear a suit and tie now. Like, it's, it's so different. It's not the way it used to be like on Madison Avenue in advertising where you needed to be like in a nice suit. Right. Now and people, that's, that's not everything, that. you know, that's not everything at all. But when you're a millennial and you're already starting behind the eight ball because you're young and people don't, you know, tr trust you yet, right. it helps. Right. It does. So. Absolutely. I, I really, I genuinely do believe that. The people, the people that, the people that I've interviewed for Adapting Social that have come in and they're like fucking super dressed nicely. Um, or like they see so you're in a different details. industry too. Yeah, but for me, I'm saying for me, it impresses me when they come ready right, like right, that right. because I'm like, okay, they care. Yeah, I'm somebody. I just feel that way. Right. Mo some people don't give a fuck about how they dress, and some people don't care about like that type of shit. I'm the kind of person that presentation matters to me. Sure. Like we've had this conversation before, but like for me, like 
I don't wear a suit and I don't drive a BMW because I, I think like, oh, this is fucking cool. Like I've been, I, since I literally, I think since I've, I came out of my mother, I've literally like been somebody who I really care about having iron pants, like <laughs> a nice fucking shirt on, like a nice watch. Like, and it's not for anything other than I think it's presentation. Like when I meet somebody, like a lot of times it's not about being cocky. It's not about being an asshole. It's not about being this or that. I just genuinely care how I present myself. Sure. Yeah, it really you. fucking matters to me. And I think part, I think being from North Jersey, that helped a little bit too. But, <laughs> But it's just one of those things where it's like, and then you carry that into the business world or into a career, and like you'll always be known as that guy. Like if like if you see a guy wearing a bow tie now very consistently all the time, he's known as a bow tie guy. Right, right. Like he's always dressed <laughs> up. He's he's always fucking you know done yeah. up. Like that's his reputation. Right. He takes care of himself. Yeah. Same thing. Like so, just tying back into what we're saying, it's like if you are in your career, if you're in, if you're not in your career, and you're in college, or if you're trying to start a company, like how you present yourself is I think a very big start to getting out there and communicating. Sure. Because if you go out there and you have a shitty presentation, I don't think you're gonna go far. So It's not gonna do everything, like you can't you know, just throw on a suit and not know anything and be a shitty person and do well. It's not, exactly. But it's like, I, you know, I think it's like a piece of the puzzle. Right, and one thing that I always heard um, from, uh, who the hell said this, I forget who said this, but it's like more than half of the part is just showing up. Right. Sure. So being nice, showing up to these events, getting your ass out there, connecting with people, building relationships. This is literally everything to starting a career, building your own business, getting out there, finding a girlfriend or your wife or your boyfriend, whatever it is the fuck you're trying to do, it's just getting out there and just connecting with people. Like I genuinely think building relationships with people mean more than almost anything. Yeah. Like and Frank from Ocean City Media, who you know too. Yep. Um, the only thing I love about Frank and meet him are meet him vibe the motherfucker out with is <laughs> Anytime him and I are in a scenario where, like, you know, we both have a client that's that's mutual, like, we're both the kind of people where we're not concerned about the money right now. Right. Like, they right. need help. They're in a jam. Oh, I, my my developer screwed me over with the website. We'll take care of it. Don't worry about paying us. Whatever. We know that if we take care of them, they're gonna come work with right. us. Same situation. So it's like just Frank, do the right fucking Frank's thing. Frank's a good example of um, Frank. You know, you you won't catch. Frank in like a suit or in time. No, but exactly. He's he's like so nice. He's the nicest guy I've ever met in my life. Like yep. he's so overly nice that you can't not like him or want yeah, to help him. Yeah, him and him. And, I think him and Brienne are from the same area. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're from the same area. Is that water over there? <laughs> no, but but you know the thing though too is. But here's the thing. So so Frank is super professional casual because right. he'll always have his button down motion city. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. So he does it in absolutely. his own way, but yeah. he still is professional, but I agree with you. But he's literally the coolest dude ever. Yeah, he's awesome. So um so yeah, I fucking love Frank. But so that was awesome. That was awesome what you said. Jenna, what would you say right now to a millennial who is looking to start, whether it's their career or their business, in terms of communicating with people and building relationships? Um, I would just say take advantage of the generation we're in and the time of technology we're in right now because like you said before you try to meet someone every day but if you can't you use LinkedIn yeah which you can literally look up any company and like f find their CEO their C like whatever their top five positions their marketing manager and email them or message them directly um, it used to just be that like whoever was in a room with you is who was in a room with you now you have your computer in front of you, you open the door to hundreds of thousands, millions of people that Literally. you can contact instantly. Mm -hmm. um, so I would just say take advantage of that. Meet as many people as you can. Like you said, meet people in college, meet people after. Um, you know, if you go to one job to the other, keep those contacts. 
Um, and just meet as many people as you can because you never know when it's going to benefit your business or you never know when it's going to teach you a lesson. Um, and really, really use the power of technology. If you can't get out for a day or something, go make a couple of uh, contacts online um, mm -hmm. and see what it can do for you. There's absolutely no harm in it at all. If anything, it could help you a lot. Um, don't be shy. Go to lots of events. Events are fun. You'll meet people and you'll most likely get a free drink and a free meal. <laughs> it's a really good time. So, yeah. I just want to say something. I want to say something really quick to touch on what Jenna said about um, using, you know, the technology that we have in social media and messaging people that you want to meet. Because so, like Gary V talks about all the time. If you ever listen to Gary V about how when he started his um, or when he got into his father's uh, liquor business, he started email advertising back when you know email advertising was virtually non-existent and people were just just getting computers and the beauty of it was everyone was new to email so they literally opened and read top to bottom every single email that they got it's not like that now because there's so much spam and advertisements and things you didn't sign up for that like if the subject doesn't catch your eye you're just deleting it so what i'm what i think is now with direct message whether it's instagram facebook whatever there's Everyone, if you're, unless you're a celebrity and you're getting hundreds of messages a day, you everyone reads every message that they get. They yeah. open it, they read it top to bottom, and they're curious, who's this person messaging me, right? That's going to end. There's going to be advertisements in your messages. I don't know if it's going to be in a week, in a year, or three, but... It's already happening. That, right, it's already happening. So jump on this and take advantage of this now because that's I, I i literally i've used this many times in my real life and it works so well because people aren't getting that many direct messages mm -hmm. like literally just message whoever you want to talk to and i i guarantee you they will read it unless they're a celebrity <laughs> well no so even even even, even now, celebrity right? we we actually we got brandon novak um the guy from jackass he's ben margera's okay. best friend yeah yeah um one of our client acquisition team members they reached out to him we've we so we have a meeting with Ahmad Bradshaw because of direct messaging um, from the Giants. Yep. Um, we we have Brandon Novak as a client now, um, and then oh, who's the other who's the other football player? Do you remember? Um, He's in the Jets. I forget the guy's name, um, but one of, a Jets player answered. So so you're that, that's amazing. First of all, it's fucking amazing. Good point because at the end of the day, this shit. Is like that, that was so on points out. What the fuck? <laughs> that was too on points out. Oh. Yo, holy shit! Because it's true though. No, because the other day I was thinking about this too. Because on, in Facebook they're already starting to do that. Yeah. And in, and on LinkedIn they already have ad messages. So like it's already happening. But these celebrities are even answering. Yeah. Like, people will fucking definitely answer. Yeah. Oh, celebrities 100%. are even answering. Hundred percent. And if they're not answering, their agents are answering. Yeah. So like we've we've had relationships and contacts because now we're starting to do more stuff with famous people and celebrities and athletes. And how are we reaching them? We're not picking up a phone. We're fucking direct messaging them on Instagram. Yeah. So that was fucking rock star. Thank you. No doubt. And uh, awesome. and Nick, what do you guys say? So For networking is your network. Yeah, exactly. So I'm just going to tie it back to like some of the things we talked about. Like I think you need to take yourself seriously. It's definitely mm -hmm. important when you're meeting new people. Like you can't walk up and just start joking around right off the bat. Like you need to read the room, read the people that are around you. And then um, just be genuine. Like just be who you are. Like walk up, show your passion, show mm -hmm. that you hustle, show that you're willing to do whatever you can to assist the people around you and then they'll yep. help you back. And then honestly, those people are the ones that are going to be strong for you and always have your back no matter what. And that, it goes a long way. It really does. That's fire. 
And to end us off, Sal, again, we appreciate you yeah, tremendously you for, for me, being man. here, brother. We appreciate, appreciate it. it. You will all see and hear, better yet, Sal back. <laughs> um, but the one thing I want to end off on is, again, we're tying this back into being a millennial, right? The issue with the millennial generation now and why people are saying what they're saying about us is because of the fact that we have technology. That's how we communicate now. If we're in a room with people, we text them or we're Snapchatting them a picture of our fucking faces, which I don't understand that still. <laughs> but so the thing is communi- communication and actually saying networking, it's building relationships. It's never been more scarce because of the way that technology is now. So people, when they're dating people, they're meeting people online. When they're texting their friends or whatever, they're texting their friends online. When they're meeting people in person, not the same person because now they're shy because they had cyber balls. Mm-hmm. So there's a huge, huge difference in communication. How you are going to get a fucking head of the curve is by understanding that communication. Yes, you're gonna get rejected. You're gonna get. You're gonna get. You're, some people are gonna love you, but either way, it's it's effort. You have to get your ass out. You have to go meet people. You have to go network. You have to put fucking money down and gas in your tank to get to some of these events. And sometimes it doesn't always seem like it's worth it. But it's not always about the one time. It's about building that relationship because it will come back to you if you focus on building relationship first. That is what fucking matters. As a millennial, if you understand that, you will set yourself up for success in anything that you fucking do. It doesn't matter if you're trying to get a girlfriend. It doesn't matter if you're trying to get five girlfriends. <laughs> Either way, if you understand that you getting up, getting your ass up, presenting yourself correctly, understanding why you're doing it, then going out the door and going to meet as many people as you can, you will become successful. Whether it's in your career, starting a business, whatever the fuck it is, get your ass up, put effort in there, and go communicate with people. Because at the end of the day, a product or a service only comes down. People don't invest into, people don't buy shit because of brand anymore. They buy shit because of people. The influencers, the influencers are the faces of the brand. That's why they do that stuff. So be the face of your company. And the one thing that, I, that before I dropped out of college, there was actually a whole project I did and it was about your personal branding and how important it is to your life. You need to understand that. Who are you? When you look at your, when you look at your newsfeed on social media, what do you think of yourself? What are people getting from you? Are you somebody who is always traveling? Are you somebody who is always working? Are you somebody who's always partying? Understand what the fuck your newsfeed is telling you, and that's what the world is gonna think of you. If you don't want the world to think that of you, or if you don't want the business world to think that of you, you need to fucking change that. You need to change that immediately. So how you present yourself online, and it's, your, it's like your storefront. That is what presents you in reality before people even meet you. So. Understand that presentation is everything, communicating is everything, and building relationships is the key to success. Most people don't, most people don't know the secret. There's no secret. It's fucking investing in people, and that is the key to success. So this is Above Average Driven Millennials. Thank you for listening. Sal, thank you again for being here. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Jenna. Thank you, Nick. Everybody create a great day.